Uh, no. <laughs> Some of you sounding like you, you know those uh, baked beans and uh, mac and cheese are weighing you down. <laughs> Woo. Hey, hang in there for just a few minutes for me, please. <laughs> if you fall over, I can't guarantee you we, we can revive you. All right. But uh, it's all good. It's good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 So hang in there. Uh, so the passage that was read this uh, a few moments ago was uh, from the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 15. And I'm going to begin at verse 2. It says, But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estates is Ezra of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a, the, a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him aside, uh, outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Abram uh, believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Isn't that something? Well, here's the thing. All right, I'm turning this thing on. Here's the thing. If you go over to Genesis chapter 21, it says Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. That's a long time to be waiting. <laughs> that's, you know, that's unheard of today. 100 years old. And we know the story with Sarah and, you know, and all that. But to wait till you're 100, that, that's a long time to be waiting. Yeah, let, let me tell you something. I, I uh, you know, in between service, I, I happened to go up to uh, the Walmart here in Locust Grove. And I was like, well, let me go get something real quick and come back, you know, because I just need to get something. You know. yeah, mind you, you know, the last two times I went to that Walmart, I said I'd never come back again. <laughs> so I don't know what behooved me to go there today. Well, anyway, I had the stuff in my buggy, and, you know, I, I got in line, and I switched to another line, and then another line. And I said, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I ain't waiting. I just pushed the buggy over to the sides. I, I'm, I'm not waiting. <laughs> but isn't that something? You know, we in America hate waiting. You know, we'll, we'll go to the doctor, go to the hospital, we go to the waiting room. And we get mad because we have to wait in the waiting room. You know, you, you go to a, a grocery store or, you know, a restaurant, and you, they already told you it's going to be, you know, 30 minutes before you can get in. And, you, you know, you, you'll drive around an hour to go find another restaurant just to sit there for another 30 minutes <laughs> because you don't want to wait. You know, we get roadways because we don't want to wait, and we hate waiting. But we wait for so many things. You know, we, we wait for... You know, or change to come in our life. You know, we, we wait for, you know, promises that someone has given us. And we, we'll sit there and wait. And we wait for our marriages to be restored. We wait for a spouse. 
You know, we wait for our health to get better. You know, we're always waiting and we hate waiting. We just want it right then and there. You know, it, 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 that's just the, the society that we live in, that it's inherent that we have to wait. But it's one thing that we hate the most is waiting, is waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> you, you're waiting for me to go on, right? <laughs> well, hold on. Hang in there. Wait just a little bit longer. Let me get my message out and you can stop waiting. <laughs> but it's something that the thing that we hate the most, we have God waiting. You know, Second uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. God is waiting on you. And some of you are just waiting on something to change, something to come to fruition. Some of you have been coming here Sunday after Sunday, maybe mama, daddy might bring you, and you still haven't put on Christ in baptism. You say, I'm I'm young, or it may be someone who's, older here and say, well, you know what? Let me get up into my 20s or 30s and then I'll give my life over to Christ. Let, let, let me let God wait. Just let me wait. Let me wait on myself just a little bit longer. But, but God is not slack concerning his promises. It doesn't say that you have to be 30, 40, 70, 80 years old before you die. Young folks are dying just as quick as old folks are today. And, and, and God is waiting on you. And if, if he called you home today, he is righteous. But we will sit and wait. You know, here's the thing about it. You know, it, when you come to an age of understanding, that, that you, you understand that God created heaven and earth. You understand that Jesus is the son of God. He, he came to this earth. He died for our salvation. Once you come to that understanding, and you say, well, I'm going to wait. And if you die in that state, then woe unto you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of times we say, well, you know, well, how, how do you know when you're old enough? You know, a lot of us in here say, well, we got baptized when we were young and I didn't quite understand. But when you get that understanding, God is going to be righteous no matter what your age is. It doesn't matter if you got things right, you were baptized, and then you say, well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm young. You know, let me have fun. Let me have my fun. God is not slow. He's not slack. He's going to do what he's going to do. And the thing is, is that he has blessed you with this day because he's waiting on you to get things right. He is waiting The thing that we hate to do, the thing that we are doing is waiting, putting God on the back burner, putting our salvation on the back burner. Yes, I I put him on in in baptism, but I know I'm not doing right. But let me finish doing what I'm doing. Lord, bless me until I'm 10, 15 years more older than I am now. And then I'll get things right. But I got to get some things done in my life now. But you're putting God on the back burner and he's waiting patiently for you to get things right. Mm -hmm. 
He's waiting for you. The thing that we hate doing the most. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. I am, uh, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus said, I'm, I'm, I'm at the door knocking and waiting for you to answer. And Jesus said, I know that you're struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with, and I'm here to help you. Jesus said, I, you know, all you that labor and are heavy laden, he said, I'll give you rest. I'm knocking. I'm, I, I, I want to give you guidance with whatever it is that you're going through. I'm knocking and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. He says, I'm knocking. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to get over your pride. I'm waiting on you to give that apology. I'm waiting on you to stop smoking. I'm waiting on you to stop drinking. I'm waiting on you. The thing that we don't like to do, but we have God, we have the Lord waiting for us. And he said he's waiting patiently. I'm knocking at the door, waiting for you to get it right. I'm waiting for you to give all your cares over to me. Whatever it is that you have that's heavy on your shoulder, he says, give it to me. I'm waiting. I'm knocking. I'm here. Hello, I am here. I'm waiting today. And then he says over in Matthew, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and ye will find. Knock and the door will be open. This time he says, you come to me. I, you know where I am. <laughs> he says, you come knock. And, and, and I, I, I'll open it. I, whatever blessing that you're looking for, you, you're trying to work things out on your own. You, 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 you're struggling. You, you're hopping from one job to the next. You, you're struggling. You're thinking you're wanting to go back to school, and you're struggling with that, and that you're trying to... You're having issues with your child and you're trying your best to beat it out of them or whatever it may be. He says, hey, come, come over here to me. I, let me give you guidance. Let me give you the help that you need. Let me give you the understanding that you need. Come, come knock on my door. I, I'll open it and I'll let you in. But he's there waiting and waiting for you. How long must he wait for you. How long will it take for you to get things right? Does it take some drastic or some bad event to occur before you finally say, Lord, I'm going to give it over to you? Does it, do you need to get to your rock bottom, the lowest? Do you have to be down in the valley before you finally give it over to Jesus? He's waiting. He said, you don't even have to get there. You know right from wrong. You know right from wrong. So what are you waiting on? If he, if you were to die in, in the next five minutes and you know whatever state, whatever it is, you already know. You are, you know. You know what it is that's hindering you from being holy in the sight of God. You know what it is. So what are you waiting on? Because Jesus is waiting on you, but when that time comes, there will be no more waiting. You know, Brother Jerry mentioned it in Sunday school. Man, as soon as you breathe that last breath, it's, it's over. 
It's over. Just like people die every single day, every single hour, every single minute, somebody dies. When is your time? It doesn't say that you have to be sick to die. It doesn't say that you have to get in a car accident to die. It doesn't say that a bullet have to come through here for you to die. Even if you didn't and Christ came back and he said it'll be a twinkling of an eye. And you are going to be held accountable for whatever it is that you had him waiting for. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Are you waiting on the Lord? Or are you doing things your way? You know, it, it's something how our health can fail us because we're not waiting, because we are stressed. Because we put everything on us to work it out. And I, I'm here to tell you, you can't work it out. <laughs> you ain't going to be able to work it out on your own. You know, whatever seems right to you to work it out, it's, it's going to end in failure. Yeah. Every single time. Amen. It doesn't matter if, if, if you had that scratcher and, and won a million dollars. That ain't the solution. That job that's paying you 10 cents more an hour that you don't hopped over to, that ain't the solution. <laughs> You're going to keep on kicking against the prick. You're going to keep on kicking. Until you get things over to God, you're going to keep on failing with whatever it is. Romans, Romans chapter 5, it says, Therefore, be justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace within we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations work at patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope making not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It says that, that tribulation, that trial that you're going through, it says that that's when you need to be patient. Because that patient work, is, it says experience, but that's, that's building that character in you. Now, when you put things on your own and you try to work things out on your own, that, that ain't the character that you should have. That ain't the person that you're called to be. No, else as Christians, we're called to be like Christ. We're called to love. We're called to be compassionate. But when you're working things out on your own, oh, you're quick to get angry. <laughs> When somebody cuts you off, you're mad. When somebody ain't doing right on, it's on the job, you get mad. But when you give things over to Christ, when you pray, you're going to end up praying for whatever that person is on the job. You say, Lord, work, work it out for me. And things work out in mysterious ways because God loves you. And we have to be patient. And I look over, you know, with, with, uh, with Abraham, this story. You know, it's, it's a simple story. But over in Romans chapter four, you know, it says in verse 18, it says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, in hope believed. 
and so became the father of faith the many nations, which as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening of his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. He said, I'm, man, you know, against all hope. Some, some of you, it seems like it, all hope is gone. Whatever you're going through, you say, <laughs> you know, there's no hope down this avenue. Let, let me go on to something else. You know, whatever this relationship is, there's no hope in that. Let me let it be and let me move on. You know, this thing that I keep, that keeps nagging me, I, let, let, let me just let it be and go on because I've lost all hope in that. You know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, these goals that, that we wait on, the, uh, a spouse, you know, to get things better with your marriage, whatever it is, you say, well, you know, all hope is gone down that avenue. Let me let it go. But even in that, it says with, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do whatever he had promised. God has promised us peace. God has promised us a way out of no way. God has promised us salvation. God has promised us a better day. God said, just endure for the night. Joy come in the morning. You just give it over to me. Knock. Hey, I'll open the door. As a matter of fact, I'm there at the door knocking. You just, oh, come on. So why are we waiting? What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on to get things right? What are you waiting on to get things right with God, whether it be baptism, whether it be getting things right with your marriage? Because if you're not even treating your spouse right, that's hindering you. That's hindering you from the Father. If you're holding a grudge against someone, that's, as I mentioned before, that's not love. If you have spite against someone else, strife against someone else, that's not love. So what are, you wait, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Get things right today. You know, I, I don't know if, if you're waiting on a sign to have what today. Today, is, this message is your sign. Get it right. Get it right. Get whatever it is. I have nothing else to say to you, but get it right today. God, God is waiting. But when that time comes, it will be no more waiting. It's going to be judgment. So, you know, I, I hope and pray. I, I, I don't know who the message is for. Actually, you know, as I was going along, this, of course, it was for me, as always. There are some things that we all need to get right. Don't, don't put off tomorrow. You, you, tomorrow's not even promised to you. You know, so whatever it is that you know is not right with God, he is waiting. Don't keep him waiting. It, just like us, he's going to get tired of waiting. <laughs> he's going to get tired of waiting. And then when he does, he's coming back with flame and fire. And then it's going to be too late. So that is, that's my message. I, I, 
no one fell over. Thank you. <laughs> I know it's rough, but thank you so much. And, and you know, it's, it's a serious thing. Salvation is a serious thing. And we can't take it for granted. Every moment that God blesses us with is an opportunity to get things right. It's, no, it's point blank. We all know better. If you're here today, we should all know better. Whatever it is that's got you depressed, whatever it is that's got you angry, whatever it is, whatever it is that's hindering you from being holy in the sight of God, get it right today. Foster, what is our, our song? 598, Lord, I'm coming.